You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, I like to say it is going to be pretty entertaining. I interview a Miss Mindy Barnett. Mindy is, well, she'll explain to you who she is in just a bit here, but she is a, a very great conversationalist. It was really fun talking to her and it was really fun getting the woman's perspective on dating outside your marriage and just getting the female perspective overall. So what Mindy and I ended up talking about was the fact that she gets hit on by other men on the dating apps trying to get her to be a girlfriend or like a side piece, even though the guy is married. Now, I don't know exactly what's going on here, but apparently he's letting her know, hey, listen, just want to let you know I'm married, but it's cool and I have an arrangement with my wife to do this. So it's like this polyamorous relationship. And it's interesting hearing what this is like for a woman on the other side. Now, I'll go ahead and spoil it. She did not end up being the side piece. She did not end up being the uh, the girl who went with a guy who was looking for that. She's looking for something more monogamous, as, as you're about to hear on this episode. But it was just really interesting hearing it from the other side. And then we get into some talks about marriage and marriage, second marriages and polyamory and all that good stuff. And I appreciated how candid she was with her opinions, her thoughts, and her life. So I think that you're going to get uh, a lot of good entertainment here along with learning more about how the female mind works. And I'm excited to be showing you this episode today. So why don't we just dive right into it? Here is my conversation with Mindy Barnett. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Mindy, good to have you on the podcast. How's it going? It's going great, Trip. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on. So maybe you can tell the guys who are listening a little bit about you and your background. You do a lot of cool stuff and you've you know, been very successful in what you're doing. So let's hear about that real quick. Thank you. So I started my career as a news anchor reporter. I worked in TV for about a decade. I was living all over the country in different media markets, living the life, so to speak, and then segued out of TV news and got into public relations 17 years ago and um, was very lucky to essentially kind of land my own firm and have organically grown over the to- over time. And, you know, it's become like a basically an expert in the media strategy space for public relations and thriving in that area and all of that. And in addition to that, I got divorced. I was married in the middle of all of that. I had children. They're now like middle school age and like upper elementary school age. I have two kids and left, you know, my marriage, as I said, penned a book about that. It's called Intermission. And it's a motivational memoir where you talk, I talk a lot about my divorce, but using it as an example of finding courage within yourself to make a pivot. And it could basically be parlayed to anything in life, like relationships, obviously, not necessarily just marriage, changing careers, going back to work, moving to a different state. I know a lot of people are obviously contemplating that now in our COVID climate that we're still in, things like that. And then 
From there, I went on to keynote speaking, all the while still obviously thriving in the PR space. That's like my main bread and butter, so to speak. And uh, made the the keynote talk about leadership and also believing in yourself and how, you know, if you are indeed a leader to your friends, your family, your coworkers, what have you, you're going to, you know, obviously encourage people to be more. And then I'm now penning a second book called You Don't Have to Be a Bitch to Be a Boss, which is the antithesis to the bitch boss books about women supporting women and not being catty. And it's kind of a cross memoir, cross just, you know, interviewing some of the people that have touched my life, but it's going to be funny to say the least and also informative. And then last but not least, which is the most compelling, I think, to your listeners is the fact that I'm also a podcast host for The Race for the Ring, which launched last February around this time, around Valentine's Day. And it basically explores the world of dating in the digital decade, as I say. And we talk a lot about different trends in dating and funny stories that happen dating and tips and tricks and stuff like that about how to maneuver good and bad dates, mostly bad dates, (laughs) than good dates. And we talk to therapists and just dating coaches and talk about just different ways to kind of put your best foot forward, but also be your authentic self. So while the ring, a lot of people think it's an engagement ring. And in my logo, it certainly appears to be that way. And it can be. There's nothing wrong with that. I really strive to kind of harp in on the fact that we have to love ourselves before we can love another person. So that's sort of like the quick 411 on me. I'm really excited to enlighten your male listeners, though, about how they can best land the ladies of their of their lives that they're looking to land. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, I think what was interesting, we talked about this before the episode, Yeah, is an, a discovery that you made and you told me about it here and I've heard about it a little bit, but not much. Tell us what that discovery is, if you remember. If not, I can always... Oh, I remember because I was so taken aback. So I, this has kind of come across my... To call it a desk, like my let's uh, my phone, right? Because I'm mostly swiping on my phone. Well, I am swiping on my phone. I'm not doing anything on the computer. So I uncovered this trend. I guess I noticed it first, maybe back in the summer. Like I would see in some guys' profiles on online sites that they were either photographed with a female and they were looking for another female to add to their quote family, so to speak, or they just were noted as being married. And so I was like, what the heck is that? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's not exactly something that I personally would want to seek, um, nor would I look for that if I were married. But you know, to each their own, there's different strokes for different folks. I more than appreciate that. And then I guess, so that was sort of like an eyebrow raiser and a, t- a topic of conversation amongst me and some of my friends, just kind of talking about that. And they too have seen similar, not on a regular basis, but like ever so often, they'll be in there, you know, looking for the third wheel, so to speak. And then I'd say about a month or so ago, there was this guy that looked really good looking. He's a doctor. As I mentioned, I don't know if I said this off camera or or offline or online. Like I also live in New York. So I'm from like the Philly area and also Manhattan. But I mostly tend to date in New York because when I'm there, I have more free time on the weekends. I'm not usually with my children. It's more fish in the sea, so to speak. And I just like New York so much. So I'd rather be involved with somebody there than back in the New Jersey, Philadelphia area if I can 
you know, help it. So at any rate, this guy was from New York and very, very cute, as I said. He's a doctor, as I said, and he had kids and he had pictures of his kids and maybe like with their faces, like, you know, fuzzed out. But you could see they were like somewhat close in age to mine. And he, I believe is the same religion as me. And not that that's like super important, but on paper, my point is, that he had like everything seemed to be like going for him, right? So I, and I remember in his bio, and here's the thing, like I don't diligently read the bio because I feel, I skim it. I'm not like ignoring it, but I mostly look for A, what they look like because it's obviously you have to be attracted to the person. B, I look at what their education level is because I want to be with somebody that stimulates me intellectually. I look at their age I look obviously where they're living and then I look at, you know, what they do for a living. Like if they're maybe if they're in a field that is similar to mine or, you know, just things like that. I don't really read it for like what their interests are and things of that nature. I sort of feel like a lot of people kind of write about whatever they think you want to write it here anyway. So I, I'm not very diligent about reading the bio. That's important to say. So I swipe for the guy. I think he matched me or he liked me. And then I like, okay, I like swipe right or whatever. We match, right? So he writes me right away and he said that, you know, oh, your pictures are adorable. And I think in one of my photos, I had a picture of me in a convertible car and he had like some funny story to tell me about his dad in the convertible car, which I thought was sweet. So I'm like, oh, he seems like a really nice guy. So I was like talking with him online a little bit and then maybe like the next day or maybe two days later, he wrote to me again, just like checking in. And then he said that his subscription was going to be expiring in 24 hours and he's not renewing it. And he wanted to give me his cell phone so that he doesn't just disappear because he seemed like we had like a little bit of a connection. So I was like, okay, sure. So he gives me his cell phone. So then he's like, you know, I, I don't remember. I think he asked like when I might be able to text him or call him or whatever. And I gave him an idea of when and then I was like, oh shoot, I better read his bio because what I found is because I'm, like I say, like not diligent about reading them is that I sometimes will like, when you get to the point where you're actually on a date or you're at the point where you're on a phone call with somebody or just texting off the site, I tend to like ask questions that were in their bio because <laughs> I didn't read their bio. And then I got called out on it like, in a funny way, but I don't want to look like I'm not interested or rude or I'm just, oh, you must be like so occupied by so many guys, like one guy said or something. I was like, no, not really. I just don't have time. <laughs> but anyway, so I read his bio and I was like, it, the way he worded it, and I don't remember exactly how he worded it, but it definitely alluded to the fact that he wasn't single. I think he said he was something like he's looking for a partner. He's living with his best friend, blah, 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 like something like that. So I was like, wait a minute, I'm confused. I I didn't understand exactly what it, it made me feel as though he might be married, but it didn't say that he was married. So I wrote to him and I said, hey, I'm not calling him yet. I was just still on the site because I didn't want him to have my phone number. And I said, hey, I'm just curious. Are you married? I just reread your bio. It looks like you might be married. And then he's like, yes, I am. And he's like, I have a very open relationship with my wife. This is something new that we're exploring. And she's fine with it. And 
you know, basically he wasn't looking for like a mistress. He was looking for a girlfriend. Like he wanted to take me out to dinner and everything. It wasn't like he was just looking to like hook up. But how sure any- are you that she knew about this? Oh, I'm not sure. Who knows? He could be lying. You know what I'm saying? I I don't know the woman from Adam, and nor would I ever reach out to her. So I'm not like that, really. And like, I shy away from drama, like the plague, <laughs> if I can avoid it at all costs. So I just, I had no intentions of meeting this guy, but I don't know. I sort of feel like he was out there and he was texting me pictures. Then he was like, at this point, I think he was offline now. I remember what happened. So he said that to answer your question. And I wasn't, I'm not sure. I didn't really think about it. I just took, gave him the benefit of the doubt. I guess maybe that's just me being naive, but I did. And I wrote him and I said, well, I'm really sorry. That's not exactly what I'm looking for. I really want to be in a you know traditional relationship. And he gave me like a thumbs up emoji kind of thing. And then I thought about it at, for like a minute or two. And I think what I What did you think to, about exactly? I thought about learning more about what this was all about and not because I was interested to get engaged with him. I was interested as a reporter to find out what this was about because of my podcast. So, and I had no interest that I don't want to like meet him and like put myself in that situation, but I wanted to do a phone call with him just to kind of pick his brain a little bit to get content for my podcast. Truthfully, that's it. And I never did it and I'm going to, I just haven't had time to. So, but I was still like, oh, I don't know, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I don't, I, not that I'd ever use his information or use his identity or, you know, anything like that. No one would ever know it was him. And he's not the only one that's doing it. I just wanted to kind of like learn more about this trend because I thought it was compelling. So I talked to a friend of mine who's in news. I tend to have a lot of girlfriends that are in television news because of what I used to do for a living. And I just engaging with her because she too is a reporter, right? So she's like, ah, uh, yeah, do it, Mindy, do it. So I wrote him back and then, and then he wasn't on, he was off like line, but I had a cell phone from before. So I texted him and I just said, hey, I, I'm not saying I'm interested, but I am interested to learn more. I didn't want to lie, but I also didn't want to be like, I want to pick your brain for my podcast. Like, cause he'd never talked to me about that, you know? So he was like, okay, it's really about what you think. And, you know, it's really great and blah, blah, blah. And then he started texting me pictures of his kids who looked adorable. But I was like, okay, this is weird. So that was the, that's it. Honestly, this happened maybe, I don't know, two weeks ago from today. So it's a recent thing. I haven't had a chance to reach out to this guy yet, but I will. I can't imagine he's getting a lot of inquiries for his proposal of, being like a traditional person in his life. So I think, uh, you know, I might be appealing to him. So he probably would, I'm guessing, engage with me in a phone call conversation so I can kind of feel, play the field a little and see what this is all about. It's just interesting. And then from on my show trip, I recently interviewed a woman who is, I guess she's technically a dating coach. She had like an interesting backstory, but what I thought, name? Janelle, the towel. And she is like an influencer person on social media. And her handle is love with Janelle, J-A-N-E-L. So anyway, she's cool. She's a really nice woman. In fact, she was interested in PR after the call. So that was our our podcast. So that worked out well. But, But, and that's not why I'm telling you this. The story I wanted to share was that she was sharing with me on my show 
was about how her and her boyfriend, her live-in boyfriend, practice this type of situation where they both on occasion will be in like semi, you know, serious relationships with other partners. And I, I was like, to clarify, it wasn't like they were bringing the woman, like if it was her boyfriend that had the partner and it was his, I don't know if they take turns, but let's just say it was just him and she wasn't with anyone. He's not bringing the woman back to their place and they're not all like kind of engaging in a relationship together. He solely is having his own relationship with this other person and then coming home to her and vice versa. And I and do everyone believe- everyone knows about what's going on. Yeah, I think she knew. I think she was telling me she like knows about it. And I, because my questions for her were more geared towards how come you're not jealous? Like I would be so jealous of that. I wouldn't be able to handle it. And she was explaining to me that it isn't the same level of relationship that they have, which I appreciate. And also the fact that I guess in relationships, you know, I haven't been in one in four years, but I do recall when I was, you know, they can certainly plateau over time and they could have ebbs and flows in relationships just like anything in life. And what happens with her when this happens and they like, I guess like over periods of time, they like initiate, like one of them will be in a relationship that's like it kind of like sparks a libido and then they come home and they like are more affectionate to the other partner. I personally don't see it. I don't see how that's feasible, but she says it is and I believe her, you know, so it works for her. She seems extremely happy and that's great. As long as everyone's honest with one another, I think it's fine. I don't think I would ever do it, but I think that for my opinion, for whatever it's worth, I think as long as you're honest, I think, you know, no harm is going to come as long as everybody's okay with it. So that's what she was saying. So I don't know what the deal is with the other guy that I was talking about. I didn't ask him if his wife was also going to be engaging in a relationship, but I can tell you, I know he wasn't looking to have me hook up with his wife. Like I, you know, it was nothing like that. He was looking to be in a, he wanted to date me, like be in like a, have a date, like hang out, like make me his girlfriend. But obviously it was going to be a dead end because he is married to his, as he puts it, his best friend. I mean, it basically sounds like it's a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. There's different rules, you know. Everyone has different rules. I don't know. Maybe that guy you were talking to, maybe his wife is doing the same thing, and he didn't tell you that. Your your friend or the other person, the other was it the dating coach you said, the female dating coach you were talking to that yeah. has that set up. Yeah, yeah. So that is, I mean, definitely a, a polyamorous relationship where they've set up the rules where she can go out, he can go out. They're each other's primaries. And I don't know, who knows what the details are. But what's interesting to me too is I wonder how many situations are out there where it's these guys who are trying to find someone else to date while they're in a marriage and that wife is not doing that same thing. Did you ever get that vibe? Or have your friends told you anything like that where... It's like a one-sided polyamorous relationship. No, because we really never explored it. I mean, I think if we actually did and went and met the person and like, you know, obviously like looked into the relationship for what it could be, then we would probably have a better idea. But like I I only was contemplating reaching out to this guy further because of research. Like I have zero interest to date him. You know, it's just me. And I know my friends that I've confided in and they talk to me. They too have no interest to date anybody like that. 
So, I mean, I think it's complicated enough to be honest to date one person. I'm not going to get involved with somebody who has somebody else in their life and being like a, a triangle. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> you know, like, no, thank you. That's not for me at all. I do I wonder about that. Yeah, like people who are in triad relationships oh, where it's like three people in one. It's it got to be so like hard. It, gone, it does sound like a lot of work because you're oh, already dealing with one person. It yeah, sounds, it sounds like, like a, a ton of work. It does. It's, it's too much, I think. Even if like you're not ever going to meet the third point in the triangle, I don't know. I just think like when I have free time, I want to hang out with a person. I don't want to be like hearing that they're hanging out with the other girl, you know. And I just, I just don't think for me, I don't think I could ever be in a like a healthy mental state being in that really kind of a relationship. So yeah, it's not for everyone. That's for sure. It's not for everyone. yeah, yeah. So your friends have been your female friends have been approached in the same way you said? they Well, yeah. I mean, they've seen similar situations where guys have been, I guess, a little bit more forthcoming in their bios or they've been just more diligent, unlike me, to read the bio more thoroughly to see that they were indeed in relationships and they may have liked them. And so they ended up in whatever their little section is on their app where they see who people like, like them. Or maybe it was just someone they were swiping through and then they saw I guess my point was more about the fact that it seems to be more, I guess, accepted today and out there, you know, which is, again, I'm not putting anybody in, down. I just think it's eyebrow raising to me that it's it's just interesting. Like, I don't know. I feel like, why would you be, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're not happy with your partner enough that you're they're filling you up on their own, then... Why would you want to stay with them? I mean, you could still be friends with a person. I'm best friends with my ex-husband, but I'm not going to hook up with him and then be with like another person. Do you know what I'm saying? If I wanted yeah, to get back together with my ex-husband, I would get back it's together different. with my It's different for everyone. You know, yeah. I think No, I agree with you. I do. Some people just, can handle that. Some people can, can totally handle that. I don't think many can, but I think that there are a number of people that can handle that and they're able to somehow separate that. There's a lot of books on this. Ones I should probably read just for being more knowledgeable on the topic. Like there's one called The Ethical Slut, I believe. Oh, really? I love that. (laughs) Yep. That's a funny title. Well, I've gone to Burning Man a few times and there's a lot of conversations around polyamorous relationships and there's a community that goes to Burning Man who talks about that. I remember hearing about that book from there. And it just discusses all the different ways. I don't know. This this might not be exactly what the book is about. But from what I remember, mm-hmm. it's something about how to handle the different ways of being in a relationship that are not the most common way that you hear, which is the man-woman-monogamous uh, heterosexual relationship. right? Mm-hmm. So ideas outside of that. And Some people it, just can't be in monogamous relationships, right? You know? I mean, right. I know people like that too, where it's just they're never going to be in a monogamous relationship. They can't be for whatever reason. It really has nothing to do with like, I guess, sexual desire or whatever. It's more about their own makeup and like what they need to fill them up, you know? So, and I guess there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Like you say, I'm just saying from my, my own perspective, what I would be able to accept and not do or do what I have you with. That's not. One thing I do think is if you are a person, man or woman, but I'm talking to men here, if, if, yeah. you know, if you're a guy who knows for sure, without a doubt, he that you don't want kids, yeah, right? So if you are like 
to the point where you're like, oh yeah, I'll go get a vasectomy. Like, no problem. Like, I definitely don't want kids. Uh If you are that guy, I don't see why you would ever get married. I can see why you might be in a relationship or might go from girlfriend to girlfriend. Maybe you do want to be with someone for a long time. But at the very least, I don't see the purpose of marriage to somebody if you are not interested in having kids. Okay, that's fair. What are, I disagree. What are your thoughts on that? I disagree fully, but that's fine. That's your opinion. So no, tell me, I'd like to hear. Yeah, so here's my, here's my spin. So I have kids and I have no desire to have more. If you asked me about kids maybe five years ago, I probably would have said I'd be open to it. But now I'm 47 and I'm not having any more. I'm content with my life and I have you know, career path ahead of me and things and kids aren't really part of the picture. I welcome someone else's children. I love children. Like I don't want to actually have a baby. Like I don't want to get pregnant. I don't want to deal with an infant. Like I just, I'm past that point in my life. But I do want to get married again. And I'm going to tell you why. I think when... I like being married, number one. I like knowing that someone had my back and that they were there and they were legally there. <laughs> they weren't going to just up and just, although they guess they can. But when you're married, it's much more difficult to like break a tie as opposed to just breaking up with somebody and leaving a house, so to speak, you know? Um, would you really want to be with someone who's... No, but I would want them like to that love... Stuck? No, but I think that they would love me enough to know that they're making that kind of commitment initially. So I wouldn't really feel like... I guess I wouldn't be fearful that they would just leave and feel like they're stuck with me. You know, I don't think anyone should ever be stuck with anybody. I'm saying I would hope that I would meet somebody that would love me that much that they would make that kind of commitment knowing that there's when you get married, you're supposed to stay married forever. I mean, my mom and dad, I often use this example in my writing, like they're in their 70s and they're still so in love. Like that's the relationship I want to emulate. I want that. And that's why I got divorced because I didn't have that. We didn't fight. We just weren't really like loving. I mean, it was just more of a brother-sister situation. It was more cold. And that was fine for him. I mean, that's what he grew up with, I think. And that's what he looked to as a healthy relationship. But it wasn't for me. So I think that I made the choice for myself. I just wanted to have a little bit more compassion and you know, passion in my marriage if I were to get married again. So that's what I want. But to that trip, like if I can't find somebody that is everything and then some, then I'm fine not to get married too. I don't have to. In fact, at this point, being single for four years and not really being in a serious relationship since my marriage, I kind of feel like I may never get married. But, <laughs> but you know, and if that's my faith, then so be it. I'm blessed to have like an amazing career. I'm blessed to have an incredible friendship. Uh, many, many people don't have the types of friendships that I have. I'm very, very close with my family. I have amazing children. I have a beautiful relationship with my ex-husband who I love dearly not in a romantic way, but, you know, as family. And I, no matter what happens in life, I will always be there for him. And I know he will always be there for me. So I feel secure in those ways. I don't necessarily need to have that romantic person to quote, take care of me. But I think it's nice to have someone that loves you that much that God forbid, if you get sick one day, they're going to be there or, you know, they, they don't care. They, they, they appreciate you and they worship you and they want you like to be everything that you could be in more and they raise you up. Like I definitely have the capability of offering all of that to somebody because I know what's inside my heart. But if I can't find that to match, then oh well, so be it. I'll like be just be grateful for what the blessings that I was given. Does that sure. make sense? 
Yeah. It does. Yeah, I would hope that you or anyone else would be able to find that without having to have a marriage. If again, like I said, stating, you know, I guess. I mean, you don't need to. I just think I want one. I think I would I would want to have that commitment and feel It makes like you feel secure. Yeah, exactly. But again, like I don't I don't know. I would I would only get married if I felt all the above that I just, you know, kind of shared with you. I otherwise sure. I would be happy just having like a romantic companion, you know, one one relationship. That's really what I want right now. I'm not like looking to get married tomorrow. I really just really want to have a boyfriend that one person that I can go on trips with and like hang out with, talk to and I like having my own time right now, like being alone with my children and all that. So Whatever. It's fine. I'm curious. And if you don't want to share it, totally fine. Yeah. But I'm curious, would you be able to answer the question why you did get a divorce? Oh, yeah. I wrote about it. It's all good. <laughs> I'm literally an open book. Um, well, I figured. But, you know, just had to check. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. No, I mean, it's like what I was saying before. I mean, we were lacking a lot of that passion and, and, and compassion. I just felt like we weren't really properly matched. I think um, he's an amazing man. He's my best friend, you know, or one of my best friends, if not the best friend in my life. I just think that I have a lot. I'm a very aggressive person. I'm very much a go-getter. Not to say he's not, but we just have a different drive and we have different things that make us tick. And I have a certain energy about me and he has a certain energy about him and we just didn't mesh in that department. But the main sticking point, truthfully, I think is the Why did it take so long to find that out? It didn't. I felt that way like almost a year in. That's a whole other story. <laughs> How did you end up getting married then? Well, I was I was already married. I mean, I was I've been I was married for 10 years. I got pregnant and I had a daughter and then I like wanted to not have a broken family because I had a kid and like, you know, my I don't come from a divorced family and and then not every day was that way. I mean, some days were better than other days, you know, in that way. And so like, you just kind of like go with the flow. And then I was very scared and I, I didn't know if I was, you know, you know, it's like change is scary. I mean, you know, it took a long time for me to finally put the pedal to the metal and make a choice and do what was best for me. I could tell you the turning point for me though, was one night when I was in the kitchen and I was washing, I think like the dishes or something, putting them in the dishwasher. And he came up from behind me and he hugged me, which was like normal for most relationships, but it was odd for ours. And my daughter, who was five at the time, was disgusted by it. And it wasn't as if like, we were kissing or something like that. Like my mom and dad used to do that in front of me sometimes. They used to be grossed out. That I could get. But this was just a like a bear hug from the back. It was like nothing in the least. It was like, we would do it to like, I don't know, like your sister or something. You know what I mean? Like it, really not a big deal. And then I clicked in my brain that she's not used to seeing that love and affection. It would make me, and that made me sad. So I remember putting her to bed that night and, and kind of like rubbing her back and talking to her in general about the day. And then I like casually brought up the fact, you know, what the hug was normal. I didn't want her to think that that was not normal. And I did not want her to emulate that. And I, I wanted her to end up in a loving marriage, like with a man that like worships her and like would do anything for her. And so I was thinking to myself that at the time, I think I was like maybe 40 or 41, I can't remember. 
and that I was still young and I still had my life. I could still find that. So, I mean, I didn't get divorced the next day, but that was sort of like the first like big, like, you know, um, step in the direction that I needed to take. Other little things were like, we would go to the movie theater on a Saturday night, we'd have a babysitter, we would go get dinner and a movie, like kind of thing was like our main thing to do on Saturdays a lot. And like we would walk to the movie, the the walk up to the movie theater entranceway for the parking lot. And like, I would always reach out for his hand, but like, I like I started becoming conscious of the fact he was never really doing it to me. So like, I purposely didn't reach out for his hand a couple of times. He never held my hand. Like sometimes, but like, not really. Like we would, it would be very common for us to walk down the street and not hold hands. And like, I, unless I like made the effort to hold his hand, like that just hurt my feelings, like stuff like that. Stupid, dumb things. Like romantically, like, you know, passionately. Yeah. We had, we had good sex. Like that was when we had it, it was good. You know, I'm not going to lie. That was fine. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, just like human touch, you know, and like, whatever. And then I had a lot of pushback with my business. It was like, you know, like very busy. My business was growing quickly and I was, you know, very focused on that. And also being like a really diligent and involved mom. I remember, you know, when my kids were very young, I would take Mondays and work from home and they take them to music classes and just try to be as involved with them as possible because I wanted to soak up every second that I could, but also was running a company. And then I felt like I didn't have a lot of support at home with like the day-to-day stuff from him. It was just a bunch of that kind of stuff, which I think is normal. Like I'm not normal, but like, I know a lot of couples battle with that, but that was, it was mostly the lack of love that I felt. I think like through therapy that I went to, we kind of came up with a synopsis that we had just had different thresholds of love. Mine was much higher than his. So I expected and needed more than he was able to really give or or what he needed to get. So it was just, we weren't matched that way, if that makes sense. I'm curious, what would you do differently if you could? With that marriage? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's a hard one. I don't know if I would have gotten married in all honesty. But I I love my life. I love having him in my life. I love the fact that we're connected to each other through the kids. And I love my kids, obviously, so I wouldn't change that. But if I had a crystal ball, the only thing I have to say is I I regret is the fact that now, you know, we're going through different milestones. Like I'm Jewish. My daughter's having a bat mitzvah this year. I mean, it would just be nice if, although we have like one of the best divorce relationships that there are. I mean, I've been told that. And I also see that, you know, through friends that are divorced and stuff. We're very lucky that way. Not to say we don't fight. We do. I mean, I think married couples argue, but like we do get along really, really well. But um, I really wish that I was able to stay with somebody and have them like, I want that nuclear family. Like, And even if I do get married again, they're never going to be the biological father, nor would I want them to be. But I'm just saying that I'll never have the biological father in my nuclear family. You know what I'm saying? Does sure. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So that's sad for me. Uh, it really is. And I, I struggle with that a little bit. But the reasons I would want to go back and do that are not because I want to be romantically in love, like involved with the dad. It's because I want my kids to be with the mom and dad. And that's, then I might as well just stay married. So it's not like people miss the other person and they want to get back together. That's not what I'm saying. I don't really miss 
being married to him. I just miss the, having that unit together. That's all. Sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Interesting. So. Well, hey, I appreciate you being real with us and honest. I think that sure. guys who listen to the podcast, I'd imagine, you know, like to hear from, from women, from the other side of things, and just get an idea of, you know, what's going on with their thoughts and, and their feelings and relationships and marriages. So it was definitely cool to hear from you on that front and, and Aww, a few more thanks. things. So I appreciate you doing it and, and being on here and and being real and honest with us. But you know, I I'll say one thing. I do appreciate on on the level of what you're saying, mm -hmm. you sound like you you are very grateful for what you have and optimistic. And I think that's uh, a really cool trait of yours that that oh, I'm seeing through what sure. you're saying, just how grateful you are for what you have, even though it didn't work out to maybe what you planned or, or thought it would be. So that's pretty awesome. Thanks. I am. You always have to find the silver lining, right? Exactly. So, And I, I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason. And so you do not know what the reason is right away, but eventually it's revealed. I always say that, but it's the truth. So, I mean, there's a reason that obviously that we united and the reason we disconnected and you know, whatever. It's fine. Life is a, a journey. So I'm so far very happy online. <laughs> awesome. I haven't fallen off the roller coaster yet. <laughs> awesome. Well, it'll be interesting to see uh, where you end up and see how many other guys are proposing to uh, have side <laughs> relationships. With I know, right? I'll keep you posted. Oh my gosh. So funny. Very cool. Well, Mindy, uh, thanks again for being on here. Yeah. Uh, where can guys find you if they want to learn more about what you're up to and what you're doing? Sure. So I have two websites. I have my own, which is about my keynoting, and there's some info about the podcast and stuff like that. And that's mindybarnett.com. And Mindy is spelled a little odd. It's M-I-N-D-I-E. And then uh, my public relations company uh, website is mbandassociatespr.com. Cool. We'll put that in the show notes. Mindy, thanks so much for being on. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.